Hello, and welcome to the Circuit Connection podcast, a production of thecircuitonline.org. My name is Dominic Mejia, and I'm your host. With me today is Drew Entz. Drew, would you share a little bit about yourself, what you do, and who you are? Sure. My name is Drew Entz. I'm the Campus Ministry Director at Arise Campus Ministry at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And I have three kids, one of whom I'm trying to get into some horror movies. I, I know I'm skipping a little bit ahead to what our topic's going to be. Hopefully, somewhere in the title or description, it says it too, so it's not a big spoiler alert. But we are uh, three kids, wonderful spouse, and really excited to be able to be here with you. Thanks, Tom, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, Drew. Um, and as you mentioned, today you are, we are going to be talking about the connection between faith and horror movies, or a connection between faith and horror movies, how our faith can inform how we look at scary movies and how scary movies might have something to say about how we live our lives of faith. Now, can you, uh, well, let, let me start here. How did you get into horror movies? So when I was about 10 years old, I went over to my grandmother's house and my uncle, who was about eight years older than I was, had a collection of horror movies on VHS. These are the tapes that you would plug into a VCR. You could record different things on them and go ahead and put them in. And I found one called Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And when my grandmother wasn't around, I started watching it. And so that was my very first moment where I got to watch a horror movie. I got to meet Freddy Krueger and all of his weird, wacky, corny one-liners. And I remember that there's a scene in that movie where he turns a young woman into a roach and ends up killing her that just stuck with me forever and ever. And it was one of these weird things where I was scared out of my mind about it. But then at the same time, I loved being scared. And so from then on, I would always, whenever my grandmother wasn't around, take out one of those horror movie tapes and go ahead and put them in and watch them. So I was that, I was that kid. And, and now that you have a little bit of distance from your first time watching horror movies, if let's say someone were to be, I don't know, in their mid twenties and want to get into horror movies, what does someone have to understand to enjoy horror movies or where should they start? So that's a really complicated topic that I could probably spend a good hour on. I think it depends on what people are interested in, what, what people want to be a part of, right? So you have a whole bunch of different genres. You have things like The Conjuring, which are supernatural horror movies. You have slashers where you know, a whole bunch of people get killed. And that's a whole genre in and of itself. You have different types of stuff that I won't go into here on this podcast for good taste. but and, and then there's some weird like alien, UFO, Lovecraftian type horror movies as well. And I would say if people are really interested, I would go back and watch some of the early ones just so you can get a feel for what it looks like, what it feels like. I think The Exorcist is still scary and is really interesting. Living close to Georgetown, I've gone by those steps. And while I know it's a fictional story, I mean, they say it's real, but it, it's fictional going by those steps where the film ends is just incredible and still gives me goosebumps. So I think going back to some of the earlier ones, some of um, the exorcist, some of their early stuff is, is a fun thing to do. If you're looking for more of a meta understanding of horror movies, I love cabin in the woods. I think cabin in the woods is a fun 
horror movie to get into. You also have a bunch of horror comedies, which again have horror elements, but it's not as focused on the scares. It's much more focused on the laughs. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you think horror movies are important? Or why did you want to talk about horror movies for this conversation? Well, I think horror movies, we like to be scared. We mm-hmm. like to have that cathartic release of emotion and stress. And right now, where I am in the midst of a pandemic and not knowing a whole bunch of things, my stress level is going up and up and up. And I have to say that horror movies have been beautiful for me to be able to release some of that emotion, some of that tension, some of that stress. And I know it's not for everyone, but for me, it's been really great to do that. And I think throughout the history of horror movies, and I'm not an expert on every horror movie, but as I sat and thought about it, our faith has kind of played out in some really interesting ways in horror movies. And I think it's really kind of neat to sit down and start thinking through some of those connections. And so thank you for giving me an opportunity to do that a little bit. How, how do horror movies help you understand your faith? Or what does it mean for you as a person of faith, as a Christian, as a pastor, to watch horror movies? Well, I think horror movies oftentimes go through and mirror societal concerns and issues. And the same is true with faith issues. I grew up in a very traditional evangelical house where I was told that these are the rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. And if you do it, then you're going to hell. And if you don't, then you're, you're good. And I think horror movies, especially in the 80s with the slasher. So I'm talking Friday the 13th. I'm talking Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'm talking about some of those other very interesting, weird horror movies. And by the way, if you're going to go watch all these, you should know it's, it's a really adult rated R don't go in and say, hey, well, I heard the campus pastor say, go watch all these horror movies. You should know what you're getting into. It's I, My background at Virginia Tech, where I graduated, was in crime and deviant behavior. And so I have been desensitized to a lot of this stuff. So I'm. that's my warning. Do not blame me if you go and watch a Friday the 13th and are deeply offended. But those 80 slasher movies were all about the pure person defeating evil and all the other people around them were sinful they were doing drugs they were having sex outside of marriage they were doing things that they shouldn't been doing they were mean they were bullies you can go through the whole list of it and they're the ones that end up getting killed and it's the quote-unquote pure person who makes it through and defeats evil in the end and i think that that resonated with me as far as when we're talking about faith that's what i heard growing up and in some ways, these are kind of like fairy tales. These horror movies are Grim Brothers style fairy tales where we are learning moral lessons and ways to defeat evil. And oftentimes, there's this religious symbolism. I mean, even going back to the universal classic horror movies, where the crucifix and holy water is what defeats Dracula and keeps Dracula at bay. But once you let evil into your house. I mean, there's just so much of this. And I think that that has helped give me a lens to view my childhood and that faith story in which I came out of. And I think as I've talked to more people about it, it seems to resonate quite a bit with others about that. And once you kind of see that that's how people have viewed faith and the church and morality and all those other things, it it makes a little bit of sense as to where some people came from and at least my own story. 
Yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm interested in the on this thread of like how morality morality is kind of externalized or made into something that you can look at a little bit more clearly through horror movies, particularly when it comes to like the movies of Jordan Peele, like Us and Get Out. I'm remembering that Walter Brueggemann, who's a Hebrew Bible scholar, talks about prophecy as the act of helping people to see things from another angle, and how Jordan Peele's movies uh, highlight these racist systems and structures and invite the audience to look at them from another angle in order to see like a different form of evil or a form of evil that is more insidious and less obvious than uh, someone coming at you with, with a knife. So uh, on the one hand, you have this way of like horror movies helping you make sense of your, your childhood. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how like you might see uh, uh, a moral voice emerging in horror movies now, maybe. Well, and this has always been a part of horror movies as well. I'm thinking Night of the Living Dead with uh, Romero, where it has a lot to say about race relations and the ways in which there is a lot of social inequality. And I think that sometimes with the more fantastical elements, as you're naming with Get Out, with Us, and with several other horror movies, it does be able to draw a magnifying glass on some different issues that you might people might at first go, well, I'm not going to even deal with that. But being able to look further on and through this fantastical world where you already know that there aren't zombies, but you know what does it mean for this person to go through all the things they're going through on top of a zombie apocalypse? What does it mean for this African-American man to go through and think that he's found the love of his life and get out and be a part of this really strange cult where you know the people that say that they're helping are all ultimately the ones hurting the most. And I think, again, that is a common theme throughout more recent horror movies, that the groups that look like they're helping, that in reality, they're actually doing the most harm and they're not helping. Uh, so this, this, might not, th this question might not be a, as relevant for talking about an entire genre, because I'm sure you can find examples of this, that, and, and the other thing um, that make this a little bit too general. But do you have any critiques of horror movies as a person of faith? So on the, on the one hand, the pop culture that, that surrounds us, these stories that are told can help us understand our faith in, in, in our lives today. And on the other hand, as people of faith, we have stories that inform us from our traditions and how we respond to pop culture. So do you have, have critiques of horror movies coming from your, your position as a person of faith? Yeah, I think the exploitation, which has always been a part of horror movies, is something that makes me incredibly uncomfortable and it's very cringeworthy. And I think even things, and I would consider like Jurassic Park being a horror movie or some of these creature feature type, type things as well. Many people would say that Jurassic Park and Jurassic World are not horror movies, but you know, it's a bunch of giant dinosaurs. Spoiler alert, they run wild and eat people. And I think there are oftentimes these moments where it feels like it's less commentary and just mean spirited. Like for example, Jurassic World, there's a poor assistant who is like jumped in the air and flung all over the place until finally eaten by a Mosasaurus. And it, it just didn't feel like that was deserved or anything like that. Like that was just mean. And we can go through, you know, I talked about the 80s slasher genre of the exploit there's way too much nudity and sexualization of people. And it's just super uncomfortable. I think violence as well. And so I think sometimes, again, 
it helps me to go back and think about the ways in which I'm treating others and engaging with others where it's not about the message, but it's about having my own sense of power or being right or being rubbing it, you know, in someone's face that I know something more than they do. And that's honestly how sometimes we as people of faith come across. And I, I experienced that on co my college campus where I go to people and I say, I'm a part of a campus ministry. And they're like, nope, we were having a great conversation until that comes up. They're like, no, I can't even, I can't even deal with you. And it's eventually we might get to the point where they tell me the story of they've been deeply wounded and hurt and taking advantage of. And these moments of exploitation horror movies also make me feel like that as well as I'm being, you're taking advantage of this person or this group of people and it's incredibly uncomfortable. And it's that. What do horror movies call you to do, be, or change in response to them? So I think for me, horror movies call me to watch very closely about the power dynamics and about what I'm doing and what message I'm teaching people. I was a youth director for eight years, going really through purity culture, through still dealing with a lot of my stuff, and realizing now that you know maybe the words or the ways in which I was teaching something or leading something or someone else came in and taught and I didn't know enough about what that really does to people, it makes me really sit back and go, well, what do I need to be doing differently? How do I speak to people? Seeing the shift, again, from earlier where the faithful priest or, or religious people were the heroes of the story to now where we live in a society where institutionalized religion is seen as an enemy, as holding back progress, as being an anchor, as being homophobic, racist, transphobic, ableistic, you know, all those different isms. Mm -hmm. We need to change how we do things. We need to change the, the viewpoint. And again, being on college campus, I see that all the time. And so how do I go into a situation knowing that I'm seen as this villain? And rightfully so. And that's not on other people. That's on us as members of an institutionalized religious group. How do I go in and say, you know, I know that this is how you see people and the distrust, and I'm, I'm going to own that. But I need to work doubly as hard to change it. And yeah. to not play into this morality weirdness where you're trying to tell people what they have to do, what they can't have to do, because ultimately it's about control. And the truth of the matter is the world isn't a horror movie. The world isn't a fairy tale. There are really difficult decisions that need to be made by people all over the place. And what they're looking for is a sense of guidance, a sense of connecting to the divine, to Christ. And if we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus didn't treat people like a horror movie. Jesus treated people like they were real people with real problems and needed love and compassion and care no matter where they were, no matter what other people had done to them. And we need to do more of that instead of making everything so clear cut. This is evil. This is not. How do we make things together and how we rebuild some of that trust? And so as far as when I think about horror movies, those are the lessons I'm seeing. And really well done horror movies know how to walk that balance and leave you with something to think about. Thanks, Drew. I, I think that is a great place to end our podcast uh, for the day with that, that, that gospel word, uh, sharing about Jesus's, Jesus's ministry and, our, and our, our call to see people as human, not as 
archetypes or or these uh, or caricatures of, of themselves um, and listen to the critique that it, that is leveled at the church at times. Drew, what pluggables do you have? Where can folks find you on social media? What have you been up to? So my Twitter handle and Instagram is at Drew Entz. I think those are probably the best places to find me. If you want to see more about what we're doing, um, you can go to Arise Campus Ministry, arisegmu.org. And I'm working on some other projects. I can't quite share uh, those yet, but if you go to those social media spaces, you'll be able to find out more about uh, us and about what we're doing and some future projects hopefully down the line. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Drew Ince of Arise Campus Ministry. That's uh, wonderful to have you here on the podcast. Thanks, Tom. This project has been a production of thecircuitonline.org, an online ministry campus. Intro and outro music is royalty-free music created by Loyalty Freak Music. Thanks for listening. Thank you.